0: Time to get started. All right. Good morning, everyone. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God Almighty. I'm excited about today. We're excited. Okay. Hey, everybody. Okay. Do me a favor. We're going to get the crowd out in the foyer in here. All right. Help me out. So, the count of three, we're going to shout Happy Easter, everybody. Stand up with me. I got to get some volume out of y'all. Get some. Get some air in your lungs. All right, ready? One, two, three. Happy Easter! All right, we'll see if that works. Yes, Happy Easter, everyone. Welcome to those who are here. Welcome to those online. Uh, we're missing some of you, I know. Some of you are out of town today because uh, you're visiting, and we got some people in town today. Perhaps I know this may not be your regular church, but you can visit with us today. Engage in worship today. Engage in fellowship. We're celebrating Easter. We're celebrating Resurrection Sunday. This is a powerful day. Resurrection wasn't the end. It was the beginning. Pastor and I were talking this morning. The veil was ripped, and we now have access to God. We have a relationship with God that comes from this Resurrection Sunday. There's there's power, and there's relationship. Okay, there is some power that comes from that, from that resurrection, but there's also some intimacy, some relationship, some fellowship that can come from that. And, and I want to speak to the regulars in this place. Um, if you remember a couple weeks ago, I talked about engaging in worship. Anybody here, anybody remember that? All right. One of the things I talked about was in engaging in worship is an investment into our relationship with God. And I want to review just a little bit and something I thought about. I thought, oh, I should have added this just a bit. Remember, we talked about, I talked about how worship can be powerful. There are days when I have engagement, when I feel his presence. Through worship, through engaging in worship, and I feel those presence, and I walk away saying, wow, that was powerful. But there are days when God stretches me, and he has me go all through worship, not feeling a thing, but saying, that was an investment in God, and he says that was powerful. Do you remember, I have engagement days, and I have investment days. This is such a powerful concept, and I want to build a culture here in this place that we recognize that there are days that are powerful Every, every worship service can be powerful, but, but um, take advantage of every opportunity when you... You've heard me say this before, when worship is difficult is when worship is powerful. Never miss an opportunity to invest in this place. You know, when worship... The person in this room is going through the most biggest difficulty has the greatest potential. Your worship is powerful. All right, so every day is an, either an encounter where I'm encountering His presence... Or it's me stretching, being stretched to build, and it's an investment, okay? So across the board, and this is what I want to share, is we want to develop a culture where we understand and we recognize that some mornings in here, there are people encountering God. And some mornings in here, there are people investing, (laughs) like a marriage, okay, investing. And you can have one person standing right here just praising, just shouting, you know, and, and they're encountering God. And right next to them, somebody going through the biggest trial of their life. Praising and encountering, and we can't tell the difference. All right, we can't tell the difference. So every morning in here, and then when we talk to each other, we always ask that question, how was worship? Worship was powerful. All right, what does that mean? Well, I encountered him. That's great. You can hear that from somebody else and remind you, yes, we can encounter God. Somebody else may say, man, I was having a big trial. Yes, did you invest? Yes, all the way through. Yes, I had an investment day. That's the culture we want to develop in this place. So we're going to engage in worship right now. We're going to praise him right now. I want you to go ahead and get started. We're going to praise him. We're going to praise him right now. I just pray. Let's pray over this service. Mighty God, your power. Mighty God, your power in this place. Mighty God, be glorified. Mighty God, be glorified in this place. Let's invest. Invest in a relationship with God. Hallelujah.
1: So, if you need elements, just raise your hand and someone will come around and get you those elements. So as I was asking God about this today, I was like, okay, Lord, uh, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to say? Um, You know, praying is one thing, talking is something different, Um, but he wants me to remind promised us his son. Jesus was prophesied in Genesis because God already knew that we would be in a place where we would need restoration. We would be in a place where we needed redemption and the only way that it could come would be by a sacrifice, a blood sacrifice. No animal on this earth could take that sacrifice or make that sacrifice for us. So he sent his son my sister reminded me this weekend, he sent his son with the sole purpose to die in this earth. That is why his son, that is why Jesus was born. He was born to die. Could you imagine giving birth to a child simply for that life to be given for someone else, for the very ones who would put that child to death in the first place? So Jesus was crucified for us, but it does not end there. There is promise in his life. There is promise in his death. We see him promised throughout scripture but after, even during his life he gives us promises he tells us that there is nothing in this earth that is greater than his name then he conferred that power upon us and that authority on us so that when we speak to that mountain it must obey when we speak to that illness it must obey it must bow to the name of Jesus not to our name not to our church's name not to anything else but to the name of jesus he prophesied his son he promised his son his son came his son lived his son died and so now we take communion this last supper to remember him for the word of god says as often as we do this to do it in remembrance of him and i want to read a section of scripture this is acts 13 29 through 41 and it says When they had carried out all that was written concerning him, they took him down from the cross and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead. And for many days he appeared to those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, the very ones who are now his witnesses to the people. And we preach to you the good news of the promise made to the fathers, that God has fulfilled this promise to our children and that he raised up Jesus as it is also written in the second psalm. You are my son. Today I have begotten you. As for the fact that he raised him up from the dead, no longer to return to decay, he has spoken in this way. I will give you the holy and sure blessings of David. Therefore, he also says in another psalm, you will not allow your holy one to undergo decay. For David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep and was laid among his fathers and underwent decay. But he whom God raised did not undergo decay. Therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through him forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. And through him, everyone who believes is freed from all things from which you could not be freed through the law of Moses. Therefore, take heed so that the things spoken of in the prophets may not come upon you behold you scoffer and marvel and perish for I am accomplishing a work in your days a work which you will never believe though someone should describe it to you we will not be like those mockers and scoffers God gave us his word he gave us his son he gave us his promise and we now are free we have his forgive we have forgiveness of sins for it was proclaimed to us and through him everyone who believes is freed from all things so if you are in this room today please do not partake of these elements if you have not gone before your father if you have not received him and if you have any aught in your heart against anyone do not take these elements don't take them for mama for grandma for anyone because this is between you and god this is the meal that heals if you take it in right manner posture your hearts this morning to receive the body and the blood of your son of god's son jesus so pause take a moment and if there is anyone with whom you have offense not that you have offended but if they hold any offense in their hearts against you even. So just take a moment. We will just take a moment of silence. I know it's weird, I know it's awkward, it's uncomfortable. But sometimes we just need to be still and we need to listen and we need to hear the voice of our Father. And if you have not believed have not received him in your heart, take this time also. You don't have to come up to the altar. You don't have to have someone say special words over you. You confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe it in your heart. And he says, then you will be saved. God doesn't make this thing hard. He makes it quite simple because you know what? He does not want any impediment between you and himself. That is why he sent his son. That is why we celebrate this communion today. Because we do celebrate. We celebrate. Yes, he died. But God raised him from the dead. And he did. He raised him with the keys to death, hell, and the grave in his hands. So we celebrate on today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. bread which represents his body which was bruised for us the transgressions for our transgressions our iniquities he took those stripes upon his back and we say stripes it sounds really cute but what it really means is that the flesh was ripped from his skin he was tortured and abused beyond all human recognition why because he loved you and you and you and everyone in this room and not after we got here, but before we ever set foot in his house, before we ever bowed our knee to him, when we were out in this world doing whatever we wanted to do, he said, I love you and I give you my son. And it's not gonna be pretty. They ripped the beard from his face. They pressed a crown of thorns into his skull, piercing his brain. They did all of these things to humiliate, to debase, and to degrade the one who was and is the king of kings. His blood flowed, not just in that moment, but even in the garden of Gethsemane. When he was in such anguish, in that moment when his humanity almost took place, precedence over his divinity, he said, Lord, take this cup from me, but not my will, your will be done. He humbled himself for us. His blood flowed as he cried tears of blood, as he sweat droplets of blood, and his blood cried out in that earth he was betrayed by one closest to him who had walked this earth so when people come into your life people you've chosen he chose judas and judas was the very one to betray him for a couple of pieces of silver so you will choose people to come into your lives and they will betray you at some point but god you rest in him you follow and you emulate the walk of his son Jesus and you know that I will overcome this too this will not destroy me hallelujah as he walked to that cross blood having been depleted to such a level that he could barely stand he they had to grab someone from the crowd to carry the cross up the hill to Golgotha but still he went and as they pounded those nails into his hands and into his feet, he still had not said a mumbling word, because we know from his 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 declaration in the Garden of Gethsemane, had he opened his mouth, God would have sent entire legions of angels to his rescue, and then where would we be? So he said not a mumbling word. into the ground, and they did not do it gently, my friends. They wanted him to feel every moment and every ounce of agony. Still, he said not a mumbling word. His blood flowed. His blood ran red Why? for the remission of our sins, not for anything that he had done, for he was innocent, but even on that cross, and I believe, too, just to just a moment. it have been that he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do? Because God in heaven, at the anguish of his son, watching what we were doing to his son, was ready to come in and relieve his son of his suffering. So he cried out to God, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And that was a prayer for all eternity. It covered them. It covers us today. Forgive us, Father, for we know not what we do. But his blood ran red. And so that is what we remember today. But not just the cross. He was not defeated. He gave his life. Do you understand? He gave. It was not taken from him. It was not stolen. Christ was not murdered. He gave his life on that cross. He willingly went so that we could be free. Mind, body, soul, and spirit. Jesus. because he loved us so much, even covered in our sin. He wanted his family back. He wanted his children back. And he says, I will do whatever, I will do this thing. And Jesus himself agreed. Do you understand that? Jesus himself agreed, yes, Father. God said, will you go? And Jesus said, yes, I will go. And he carried out his assignment. He did just what he was sent to this earth to do. Each and every one of us in this room has an assignment in this earth. And we have to come into agreement with Jesus and say yes. Yes, Father, I will do whatever that assignment is. No matter how it may hurt. No matter how they may talk about me. No matter how they may judge me. I say yes. But we already know the story did not end there. They took him from that cross after he had given up his body. He had breathed his last, and he said, it is finished. They took him from that cross. They placed him in a tomb, and three days later, they go to the tomb, and they're, whoa, wait a minute. Where, where is he? Where is our Jesus? Where is our Jesus? He is no longer in that tomb. He has been raised from the dead, and as we are in Christ, we too are raised from the dead. Hallelujah. We celebrate this day, the life, the death, the burial of, and the resurrection of our son, of God's son, Jesus. And we remember him in this communion. Take the elements, please. This bread which represents his body. You may partake. This juice which represents his blood. you may partake and family thank you for this opportunity to share this story and to share this moment with you with you and our father in jesus name amen
2: Up. Your name is above all names. We lift you up, Bridge One A. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, you're the name.
3: stuff and they prayed for years and years and years and years for somebody to come waiting on the Messiah with no clue with no relief with no hope and then he finally shows up and you see their hope go out the door that's what they felt that day thought that was our savior but now he's gone a lot of them reverted right back could you imagine the mindset of thinking that finally somebody was there that was going to relieve you of all your pain that was going to help you be set free from anything the enemy was trying to do and then to see him hanging on the cross and not knowing the end of the story See, that's the difference. They didn't know the end of the story. We have the end of the story. We can walk in here. We can walk into our rooms. We can walk into our car. We can wake up in the morning and be touched by him. You don't have to walk around your entire life waiting on somebody to come do something for you. He is with you every single day. You're carrying stuff because you choose to carry stuff. You're carrying stuff because you refuse to give it to somebody. To the only one that can take it. To the only name that matters. And he's been standing next to you the whole time. Every burden, every worry, every fear. Every negative thought. You just got to give it to him. We don't have to wait 400 years. We don't have to wait. And you don't have to turn around tomorrow and walk away thinking that that's gone. You can just embrace it. You can just embrace him. That's what he wants you to do this morning. He says, I'm here, and I just want to embrace you. So just feel my embrace this morning. Feel my love this morning. So if you walked in here with something, don't walk out of here with something. You can't wait till next Easter to, to get rid of it. He says, you walk out of here today free. You walk out of here today without a worry on your mind. Because he is the risen king. He overcame it all. There's nothing you're going through that he can't overcome. And you just have to give it to him. It's not it doesn't even take a whole bunch <laughs> you just release it to him and let it go quit hanging on to stuff so what he's speaking over us this morning is a healing he wants you to know that you can have the same peace that, 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 that you see standing next to you you can have the same peace you see you know Driving down the street, who's worshiping. You can have that same peace if you'll just accept it this morning. Sometimes we just forget who he is. But he's here to remind you who he is and what he's done for you. So we surrender that to him. So, Father, this morning we just, with outstretched arms, Father, with outstretched arms, we worship you this morning. We thank you, Lord. Father, we welcome you in for an embrace this morning. Father, wrap your arms around us, saturate us with your love this morning, Father. Father, we just we we declare right now healing in the house, Father. The people that need you right now, Father God, show them a tangible feeling of yourself right now in this house. Come on, Holy. Come on, touch their hearts right now, Father. Touch their hearts right now. Come on, Father. We worship you this morning. We ask you to have your way in this house, have your way in our homes, in our families, in our jobs. Come on, Father, have your way. Your name's the only name. It's not the name of Moses or Elijah. It's your name. Your name, Father. So, Father, we cry out to you this morning. We love you, Lord, and we thank you, Father. We just lift you up this morning. Give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Come on. And everybody said amen. Come on. We can get louder than that on Easter Sunday. We can get loud. Let's give him what a king deserves in the house. Come on. Come on. That's what he wanted to say. So I'm going to release you to say hi to somebody that you haven't said anything to in a long time. So go find somebody. Say hello. We'll be right back. Come on. Good morning, good morning, good morning. All right, I'm going to get your attention. Good morning. How's everybody doing? I actually have volume on this, so I can turn it up even louder and get louder than you. I never get to say hi to this side of the room. How y'all doing? Like, like I didn't even make it over here today. So, love you guys. Hang around afterwards. I'll come over and say hi, because I missed that whole side of the room. I got caught up over here. How you guys? I'm not leaving you guys out. How you guys doing? Everybody good? (laughs) How about in the center? How's everybody doing right in the center? They they get preached to like this every weekend, so it's thinning out. (laughs) That's good. Come on. Well, well, good morning, family. Uh, We are so excited you're here on uh, Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. Who's excited? Come on. Today's a good day. So thankful to have everybody here. If you are new to Destiny, uh, I am DJ, along with my wife Jules. We get the honor to pastor here. We absolutely love you guys. We love this, this family, and, and man, this is so good. I just love seeing everybody come back together. It's nice to see everybody just... I, I, we have like two sets of people that, that kind of... I got to get my beard fixed. How's that in the back? They're giving me all kinds of directions. I love... Give it up for the production team for <laughs> keeping me straight. Is that better? Because I'm going to start jumping around soon. All right. But yes, we're we're happy. It's almost like we get to flip-flop every week and we get all new family in. So I love it, man. I get to see everybody like all the time, which is powerful. So thank you for being here. If you are new, do us a favor. Fill out the Connect Car for us. It's, uh, we got one out there in Connection Point in the, in the foyer, but fill that out. Let us know you came. There's one online. You can go to our app and you can fill one out online. So Tons of ways to fill out a connect card, but let us know you're here so we can reach out to you, let you know what's going on, give you information, and pray for you. Uh, That's very important. So so take some time fill that out. If you want to download our app that has all the information about uh, Destiny, so go ahead and scan that thing. You can download the app, and you'll have all that information. You'll know about week services, about our student ministry, children's ministry, all that stuff. Um, So that's important, so make sure you do that uh, so we can get you that information. Uh, We do have some amazing... Uh, classes going on. We, we used to call them next step classes, but they're really kingdom classes. So uh, we, we, we're not doing kingdom classes this week. It was nine o'clock, but it was because of Easter, but we're starting them back up next week. So uh, Jen Mayers, where she at? Is going to be teaching? Come on, love it. We're going to be doing, going through your disc and spiritual gifts, stuff like that. So if you want to be part of that, if you didn't do that, or if you started to do that and somehow couldn't finish it, whatever it was, uh, get with her. We're going to meet at nine o'clock tomorrow or tomorrow. Be here tomorrow. Love to see you all tomorrow, No, but uh, 9 o'clock next, next Sunday. Every Sunday we do kingdom classes, so excited about that. Our young adults uh, special meeting, young adults are gathering on Friday, so if you're a young adult, 18 to like, I don't know, however you feel young. I might even go to one of these things, you know. Uh, but, but, but 18 to like 20-something-ish, 20 28 or whatever. They just went bowling like, uh, I guess, last week or something like that. And then, uh, but they're going to be gathering again this Friday so if you're interested you know look it up online I just wanted to put that out there so you can you can check that out there is so much going on and we've already gone through like you know a quarter of the service so I need to we're gonna keep you here all day uh, baptisms <laughs> may 1st they got really quiet see y'all learn to not say hi so much to your family when you get in here I'm just messing with you Uh but yeah, baptisms are May 1st, uh, excited about that, so sign up online, look, if, you, if your next step is baptism, we would love to have you, we, we're going to pull it out, we're going to do the whole baptism thing, it's going to be amazing, so please sign up online, let us know that that's your next step, so we can, uh, uh, we'd love to walk you through that and tell you what uh, that's all about. So you guys, uh, you guys ready for an update on our Heart for the House, we, we received our Heart for the House offering last week, right? Um, so, yeah, Wow. Hey guys, we received a heart for the house <laughs> offering last week. Uh- <laughs> It, it was, it, look, it's awesome. We have a, a vision, and you ha- you are helping to accelerate that vision by giving to this. So we have we have a whole list of stuff that we're trying to take care of. Since we own the church, we're trying to do amazing things, and we put that list out there. So here's the thing. Uh, uh, right now, just so you know, so far, because I know that we're going to announce this again and give people opportunities to give. If this is something you weren't here last week, you want to give to this, please. You can give online. It's still open online. You, just make sure you tag it for Heart for the House. That's it. Uh, HFH so that's fine heart for the house we, we can figure it out but let us know uh, that that's what you want to go to we've been praying about this for months it's just something that God puts on your heart now it's not for everybody so I'm not telling you I have to give to it if you don't feel it in your heart to give to it don't give to that okay but there's all kinds of things that we're doing so right now currently uh, last week we brought in ten thousand eight hundred dollars come on y'all come on that is awesome so thank you all so much that's powerful I love seeing what God wants to do, not only in this place, but actually through this place. And, that, and that's what that gets to do. It's going it's to help keep this place going for generations and generations, and we're excited about that. So uh, we're going to receive offering probably at the end of service. So you've got plenty of time to pray about that and if that's what you want to do. And, and not, not that I'm saying it's no, not important, but I don't want to bother you with that right now. I'm ready to get moving on with a word. Um, but actually, I'm going to do something first. Jazzy, will you come on up here, please? Have you ever seen somebody? Yeah, come on. Jules, you want to come up here? You guys ever seen somebody get rebuked in front of the I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I just always wanted to say that. I've never seen that happen in church. Come on, girl. Um, we have had, look, today was special uh, Easter, and she got to, to do the communion and everything. But it's very special for us because this is Jazzy's last Sunday with us i know you guys say oh we've been doing life together for a while uh and i got to see a complete transformation in just who she is since she's been here uh doing amazing things but she is actually moving to florida what's the actual city because so we can find you winter gardens in that area down down in florida so she has taken a new position but here's what i believe i believe it's it's a new season it's something new we've been talking about this there's a word god's given to us about something new And that's what i believe he's doing in you right now so you're not leaving us we're sending you we are sending a daughter down to florida to wreck the place you understand so you're going on a mission you know that's why that's why you're not selling your place up here you're going on a mission and he's gonna he's gonna put you he's gonna put you in the right position To bring a seed from what you've been gathering and what you've been doing up here. And you're going to be planting down there. And you're going to be, there's going to be some work involved, but he's got you on a mission. Okay, so what we wanted to do this weekend was simply, I just want you guys to extend your hands. Because I want to pray her out. This is how we do this. Look, I believe God has something big for her. And she's done amazing things here. She's been on staff. She's done all kinds of things. And God's been doing things in and through her for a while. But he says it's time. It's time and he says it's time for something new and I'm going to show you something new and you're going to impact big time. I can see it cuz you're taking you're taking what you've experienced here, what you didn't experience in other places that you got here and you're going to walk in and you're going to change the atmosphere. That's what you do. You're going to walk in and you're going to be the light where you walk into. The the place he's got you going to work is going to there, there's darkness there. And he says you're going to change the way they think. That's what you're doing. You're bringing freedom to people going down there. And you have a family up here. Okay, so we're sending you off because when you send family, they're supposed to come back. Cass, I'm just letting you know. Good to see you on Easter. It's been a while. <laughs> but yes. So I just wanted to pray over you because we love you, and I just know this is going to be good, and I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see what God does and how he opens doors. So come on, let's just extend your hands up as we just want to pray. You guys pray right where you're at. We're going to pray up here. So, Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you, and we thank you for Jazzy, Father. I thank you for what you've done in her and what you're doing through her, Father. Come on, holy, right now I ask you as we send her, Father, we, we ask that, that you have a mission for her right now, Father God. Father, that when she goes down there, lives are going to be changed, Father. That, that darkness has to flee when she walks in down there. They're not knowing what they're getting right now, Father, but they're getting power, Father God. Because we, we pray right now, Father, that you just flow through her like you've never done before, Father. That when she walks into places, that, that, that people turn and want to know who she is. Father, that's what we declare right now. We declare freedom where she walks. Every, every footstep she takes, every step she takes, Father, we ask that you anoint every footstep. Father, we, we ask for divine appointments right now, Father, that the places she goes and who she meets. Well, because you put them in front of her, Father. So, Father, give her, give her the words to speak. Give her, give her the prayers to pray, Father. We ask you to guide her and direct her in everything she does. Come on, Father, just touch her right now. Give her peace and comfort, knowing that she is loved. She has a family, Lord, and, and, and Lord, I just I just believe right now you're just going to do something amazing. So, Lord, we, we look forward to the news, Father. We look, we look forward to the testimonies, Father. We look forward to to the new thing you're going to do right now. So, we declare that over her, something new, Father. Touch her, guide her, protect her. Put, send a, a a just a man, an army of angels around her, Father God. Come on, to protect her. On her, on her journey, Father. So we surrender to you. Have your way in everything she does, Father. Touch everything she touches. Come on, Father. Open every door you can open and close every door you need to close right now in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen and amen. Come on. Love you, girl. I'd ask her to speak, but, you know, she she took up 30 minutes of my time this morning. Thank you. Oh, man. Woo. I'm going to figure this thing out. Is it still scratchy? I'm not shaving my beard. Who said that? I rebuke that in Jesus' name. In fact, I see a long beard coming. Anointed beard. Come on, y'all. It's coming back. It's coming back. I can feel it. Oh, man, I need to pray for service because we need to get busy. Man, Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Come on, holy. Come on, touch my heart right now. Come on, touch my lips right now, Father. Let this be all of you this morning, Lord. Father, let us hear your words this morning. Speak over this house. Father, we surrender all this to you, so have your way. All of you, none of me, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Woo, come on, I'm excited. We are, um, look, if welcome to easter service uh you kind of heard the whole easter story earlier so we don't need to cover that i love you jazz if i it's awesome it's awesome you know it made me feel so much better that i'm not covering that and you did because i wasn't going there (laughs) but man welcome to destiny look we've been in a series called something new um and this has been a um Man, something God laid on our heart as we were away for, at rest for, for several weeks and what God's been doing in our heart. And we got to start sharing that last week being the first part of it. And I believe it just rolls into this week. So I want to catch you up. You, you need to go watch it because we were talking about rest. But, but last week we discussed how rest actually um, helps reassure your identity. So when you rest as a beloved son or daughter sitting at the feet of Jesus, resting, he loves you like you've never been loved before he reminds you who you are. That's important. Okay, so I've got a lot of feedback from people that were like, hey, we're going on vacation. And they said, we didn't know what we were doing until you spoke, and we're not doing anything. We're <laughs> we're going to go sit. <laughs> and I was like, that's a good idea. So if you haven't even practiced that for a day, if you haven't practiced that for a couple of hours, you need to practice that. Okay, and that's not because you have to earn anything. That's because He delights in your presence. He delights in the fact that he can come sit next to you and love on you. Okay, that's what he likes. Okay, so please sit with him. Spend some time. Rest in that. Rest in that. You're going to find peace. That's the key to finding peace is rest. Okay, if you're always doing stuff, if you're always going about things, if you're always trying trying to do something, there's no peace in that. Okay, he says you need to rest. Rest in my presence to get that peace. So with that being said, I wanted to get that out there. And uh, we, we need to definitely stay focused on that. Don't lose that. That's important. That's something that we have now um, chose to, to, to add that to our list of to-dos. <laughs> if you got a to-do list, put rest on it. It's awesome. It can be the biggest list ever, rest. Um, but, but definitely incorporate that in your life. So today is Resurrection Sunday. It is Easter Sunday. And, and yeah, it's big. It, it's big. It's big. You know, we're reminded of everything from the crucifixion to the burial to the resurrection to the ascension, right? All the way to seated at the right hand of the Father, the enthronement. Okay, that's what today brings people. This is what people, when they think about this, that's what they think about. They think this is everything right here. So today, that's what we're reminded of. And I'm going to go right into Scripture real quick just so we can clarify that. And it's Romans 4.25. Romans 4.25 says he was handed over to die because of our sins and he was raised to life to make us right with god so he was handed over to die for our sins and he was raised to life to make us right with god he paid the price to make us right with god you don't have to do it i'm i'm going right back into this and if you've heard this you heard me talking late i'm not getting out of this for a while you need to understand this that that you are right you are righteous he died so that you could do that so you don't have to go around and 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 do all the stuff you don't have to I, look you, you don't have to wake up every morning and say well if i don't go pray for 4 hours he says you're righteous those things are good i'm not taking away from any of that stuff you should pray you should read your bible you should fast you should do all those things are amazing but it doesn't get you any more righteous. It doesn't. It makes you more aware of who you are. But it doesn't get you any more righteous. So, so this is the thing. Jesus paid that price. And we can't settle on Easter, right? We just can't settle here. Easter is not the finishing line. It's the starting line. See, a lot of people will rest right here and go, well, that's good. And I'm just good with this, and this is perfect. I know that he died for my sins so I can live out the rest of my life and not worry about anything, because even if I walk the line, I'm good. That's not what he's saying, okay? This is the starting point. Like, he died for our sins, you are righteous, and now you are here to do something powerful with your life in this world. Now, I get this vision, and I started thinking of it like Groundhog Day. Where I could see Jesus just looking at us going, yep, it's another Easter. And I'm going to get a whole bunch of people that, that, that come together and worship me. And they're not going to do one thing different. They're not going to walk in the purpose. They're not going to walk in their calling. They're not going to, they're not going to do what I left them on earth to do. They're simply going to say, thank you, Jesus, for dying for my sins. And that's it. it. And he says, "I'm. I'm t- it's Groundhog Day." He goes, "I'm tired of looking at the same game all the time." He goes, "I appreciate it, thanks. Celebration, good. But here's the thing: get out and do something. Get out and change the world. Get out and be the light to the darkness. Get out and do something." He didn't. He didn't do this. He didn't die on the cross, and and he didn't give up his life for that for you to just sit around and go, "Thank you." He didn't do it. It's kind of like, you know, giving somebody a gift and them not using it. So if you got me a gift, say you got me like a DeWalt 12-inch compound miter sliding saw. Um, Just saying. If you got me something like that, and all I did was set it up and stare at it. And I never used it. What a waste. What a waste. And he goes, I died. God says, I gave my son for you. Man, what are you going to do with that? And it's not works of I've got to earn your love. It's it's, because I love you. It's, man, what are you going to do with what I gave you? Like, I gave you this gift, and you're not doing anything with it. You know how fast we could start changing the world if we would actually wake up and do something with what God gave us? And just actually do something like reach out to people, love on people. Man, just love people. I mean, we can stop there. If we just go love people, it'll change the world. Hmm. I'm telling you. So I'm ready to get out of Groundhog Day. We can celebrate, but we need to walk in it. We need to walk in it. So, uh, John 19. I'm, we're going to get a lot of Bible today. Um, and we're just going to kind of walk through some stuff. And it's going to be all over the spectrum. So, um, John nineteen twenty-eight through thirty, from the NLT says Jesus knew that his mission was now finished, and to fulfill the scripture, he said, "I am thirsty." A jar of sour wine was sitting there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put it on a hyssop branch, and held it to his lips. When Jesus had tasted it, he said, "It is finished." Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. To tell us, die. That's what he said. It means it is finished. It's, and other things, they would stamp it on dollars and stuff or debts, and it would say debts paid in full to us die. said it's finished. Okay, he says it's finished. He paid the price for our sin, and he was raised to life to make us righteous. And that was it. And I started thinking about that. And this goes right into what you were um, talking about wherever Jazzy went. I think she walked out. Where'd she go? Man, it's okay. I'll talk about her when she's not here. It's okay. I wouldn't do that to you if you weren't here, but I'll talk. No, I'm just messing. (laughs) He said it's finished because he wanted us to understand that we are no longer broken. You're no longer shattered. You're whole. You can walk in freedom knowing you are whole. So where you walked in, how you walked in, even today is not what he died for he died to make you whole and once again the only thing stopping you is you because he said I paid the price I gave you the gift it's finished what that means is that you don't have to do anything else about it (laughs) so I started thinking about this what was the purpose of him being here Because like Jazzy said in the beginning, I'm going to move it out farther. Maybe that'll work. Like what Jazzy said in the beginning, that he came solely to die. Man, I started thinking about that. I was actually thinking about that last night. I was praying about that this morning. Did he really just come to die? (laughs) Because I don't think so. I don't think his only purpose here was to die. I don't. I think he came here to change our perspective of Abba. I think he was here to show you an image of father, the correct image, not an image from the old Testament of a judge and a ruler. He says, I'm here and I'm going to stay on earth as long as it takes for me to show you the love of my father. But have you ever tried to change somebody's perspective about somebody else? Come on, have you ever met somebody? You're like, man, these are the most amazing people ever. And then you run into somebody, they're like, Oh, you met them? You're like, what's up? You're like, I know nothing. And you're just like, no, they're awesome people. So you try to convince them that, no, the people I ran into are not the same people that you're talking about. Right? Well, this is what he's doing when he's on earth. I wish we had a a better capture of his childhood. Because he was walking around with the exact character of father. So his whole childhood, he's influencing people. His whole childhood, he's walking around and people are like, who is this kid? Think about that. You only get little glimpses of it, but he's changing the world everywhere he goes. But he's trying to change our perspective of a father that got completely sidetracked. So that's what I think. That's my personal thing. Hi, Jazzy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so like I said before he wanted to show us something new because so I'm going to show you something new I'm going to show you a picture of my father that you have never seen so he goes that's why I'm here that's why I'm here and that's what we have to gather we have to do that he he just That was his whole point. Like I said, I know his point of dying on the cross. I know that. But guess what? We could have done that. He could have just brought him down. (laughs) Been like, this is my son. There he goes. But he didn't. He said, you need to be around him. You need to see his character. You need to see how he lives his life every single day. You need to see how he loves everybody, even the sinner. You got to see how he's not beating people. Because you have to see all these things because that's who my father is. And he goes, and I'm not leaving until I show you who my father is. And that's what he's saying. He wanted to show us something new. (laughs) That's why I love the name of the series, Something New. Just lines up with everything we're talking about. I just believe God was tired of the way the world was acting, tired of the way we were doing things, tired of the way we were worshiping, tired. He was getting tired of a lot of stuff. Because he's like, that wasn't my point in the first place. He goes, you guys got it all wrong. He wants us to know, and Jesus wants him to know, us to know him as Father, Abba, Papa. So Jesus came and did what he had to do so that we could go out and do what we're supposed to do, which is change the world. So today I believe... um, He's going to do something new on Resurrection Sunday. He's going to do something new for you. I'm about ready to do something new with my mic. If you're sitting in that general area, (laughs) might be coming at you. Trustees, I'm going to need a little extra money. Buy a new (laughs) mic. I'm going to try it right there. Uh, But, yeah, he was coming. He says, I'm coming with something new. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to change the world? Are you ready for a fresh wind? Are you ready to see what I can actually do through you? If you'll actually say yes and start doing what I'm asking you to do. Are you ready? That's what he's saying. He goes, Are you ready for a new covenant? Are you ready to walk in freedom? Are you ready to be healed? Are you ready to be whole? to operate out of the righteousness of God. I just believe uh, he we were talking about shaking this morning in prayer. We were praying. He shakes this house. Get ready. I heard the thunder. (laughs) Come on, Holy. Come on, man. Here's the thing. He wants you to operate in something new. He wants you to operate out of a new identity. And for some of you, it might be a new identity. For some of you, it's an identity that he gave you a long time ago. Like when he created you, before he sent you here. And he wants you to remember that it's something new. That's why it's a resurrection. Just as he, you know, was resurrected, you are resurrected. So for some of you, today is a day where you're going to realize once again that there is a voice inside of you that God put there to do something absolutely amazing, and somebody squashed it. Somebody spoke something to you. Somebody said, that just doesn't sound good enough, or that doesn't even sound feasible. And he goes, it's time to bring that thing out of the grave. He goes, because I created you for it. See, that's what we got to remember. Every one of us has a purpose and a plan. He put it inside of us, and we have allowed somebody or something to stop us from walking in to what He has for us. And He says, today there needs to be a resurrection inside of you. Could be a dream, could be purpose, could be a new place, a new location. All in all, he said, just make sure it's what I've asked you to do, which is change the world. And you can do that, see. So the closer you draw to him, the more you hear his voice. The closer you draw to him, the more you feel his love. The more you understand who you are. When you know who you are, then you start operating out of what I call confidence. Confidence will get you so far. You know, I'm a horrible golfer, but I've paid a lot of money for a driver. I got a lot of confidence in that driver. I'm not good, but that driver's good. I go out there and hit that one shot, beautiful. Take me 15 other strokes to get it in the hole. But with that thing, I'm confident. That's what confidence gets you. So when you understand who you are and what you're supposed to do, when you understand the plan he has for your life, you are supposed to be confident in him, confident in what he's put inside of you. So all that fear and stuff that pops up all around you and people say, no, you can't do it. You have to be confident that you are supposed to do it and you can do it through him. It doesn't matter what anybody else says because confidence gives you boldness. Okay, because he wants you to be bold. He wants you to walk into places nobody will walk into. He wants you to do things that other people shy away from. He wants you to walk in and be the weird person. I love weird people. <laughs> You'd never think that would get a shout out in church. We love weird people. Yay! We do. It's confidence and boldness to do what he's asked you to do. Why? Because you're a son or daughter of God. You got to start forgetting about everything else. Forget about everyone else. It doesn't matter. If you put it on your heart, you're supposed to walk out and do it. Not get caught up with everything else. All right, I'm going to go back to Isaiah because I wanted to share this because this is the something new. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. Actually, I'm going to go through 14. So just to, just to have the whole context. But this is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sakes, I will send an army against Babylon forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships they are so proud of. I am the Lord, your holy one, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth a mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do For I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Don't you see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the waste, in the dry wasteland. He says, it's already begun. I'm doing something new. Quit stopping it. Because you're part of it. He goes, I built you to be part of this something new. And it's happening. You either got to get on board or get out of the way. He goes, because I can move a mountain. I'll move you. But he wants you involved. He wants you on board. He wants you moving and doing what he's doing because it's something new. He's ready to stir the atmosphere. He wants you to be part of it. That's why he created you. He wants you to be part of what he's doing. You just got to be bold enough to do it. Come on, he can turn it all around. I love that song. Turn it around. I just believe that anything you're going through, he can turn it around. I don't care if it's pain. I don't care if it's finances. I don't care if it's hurt. I don't care if it's suicidal tendencies. I don't care what's going on in your life. He said, "If you give it to me, I'll turn it around." That's why his name's so powerful.
4: Mm.
3: He can do it all. I love you know songs. Just listen to some of the words. I'm a word person in a song. I know we have, Where's the music, people? They just listen to the beat. They're like, "That's so nice." <laughs> I'm a word guy. Like I love to hear. I like to hear what they're saying. You know, so so when you hear those songs like, you know, seas in the highways, bones in the armies, come on, man, that's powerful stuff, Morning to dancing. This This is what he does. This is what he's really good at. So why do we not let him do it? Man, there's so much freedom in the house when you can just wake up every day and say, you know what, Lord, I don't want this, take it. And he does it. Lord, I'm struggling with something, I need some fresh light on that. He says, there it is, what else do you want? We just don't do that. We wake up, keep it to ourselves, get in our cars, go to work, try to hide it from everybody and everything, and you deal with it. You sit and deal with it. But he loves you. You need to understand that. He's coming after you. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. He's coming after you. He says, you've been hiding long enough. Been hi- I'm coming after you. That's what he's saying. You're not going to hide. I'm going to grab you. I'm going to snatch you up, and I'm going to love you like you've never been loved before. He's coming, he's coming. Hmm. He's gonna start it with you. There's something new. It's gonna start with you. I don't know if you can hear this this morning, man. There's a frequency. There's a heartbeat going on. It's good you, he speaks on a wavelength. Oh. Come on. Just let that resonate. I don't know if you can feel it. It's here. He's doing it. There's some stuff changing right now in the atmosphere. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. I'm here. Don't quit. Don't quit.
4: Hmm.
3: Tired of darkness, y'all. He's tired of it. He's tired of it. Oh, and tar- darkness is simply not knowing. It's ignorance. It's not knowing that that you are light. That's what darkness is. Darkness is not knowing. It's ignorance of who you actually are. Mm. That's what it is. Because he's telling you. He's been telling you. You're something. You're his son. You're his daughter. And he says, you are the light. You are supposed to walk in the light. You are supposed to change the world. He goes, but you're not hearing it because there's too much darkness. And sometimes it takes one of you walking into that area to change the entire atmosphere. Be confident. He's saying, be confident, be bold to walk in and change the atmosphere of anywhere you go. No, it's, oh man. think it's going to look like man i when a family of believers like destiny church and we actually walk out into the city of millbrook imagine this and everywhere we go the atmosphere changes people are being fed people are being healed people are being set free lives are being changed it just takes a body of people that believe that have faith that can walk out and say, "God will use me in some way, some place today," but it's got to start here. I'm telling you, He's doing something big, but it takes more than one or two people. It takes a whole family, and He's given us a whole city. Hmm, man, I feel it. Oh, okay. I'm just going to move on from that. John three sixteen through nineteen. Oh, man. Lord! says, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. So why did he send his son? Not to judge the world, but to save the world. There's no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people love the darkness more than the light. And their actions were evil. Some people can't handle the fact that they're sons or daughters of a king. And some people will hear that and they won't do anything with it. You can leave the scripture up. I'll probably see it better up on the screen. If it's there. People love the darkness more than the light. See, darkness is just not knowing who you are. Like I said, it's ignorance. So, um, and out of darkness comes sin. So, Sin is not darkness. Sin comes out of darkness. And this is the problem with the world. People like darkness. We're attacking sin. What has religion been attacking for years? Sin. Quit sinning. Quit sinning. Quit sinning. We've been doing that for years, and it's done nothing. No change. Why? Because... People like darkness. It doesn't say they like sin. They like darkness. Unfortunately, sin comes out of darkness. The only way to change that is to become light. You can't become light until you understand how much Father actually loves you. You can't become light until you actually sit down and go, Lord, I surrender. Like, I want to feel your love. I, I give it up. Like, like love me and accept that he says, I do love you. Accept the fact that he says, I've forgiven you, I love you, now move, like, like get moving. <laughs> like get, you know, get out there and change the darkness. Because it takes people that understand who they are to actually walk in to change the darkness. You know, Jesus was here, and when he left, he goes, I left the rest up to you. You understand that, right? Like he was here, and he goes, I'm sending my Holy Spirit, to embody you, he goes, but I'm no longer here, so change the world. And he said, all you have to do is believe in me and have faith and understand who you are, and you can change the world. You got to get this. So it's up to us. So as we sit in darkness, it's our fault. There's people that don't know this. You've heard it. You have to go change it. The ones that haven't heard it, they can't change it, but you can. You need to understand how to walk as the light of God in complete righteousness because that's that's what you are. So darkness, it's called skotas, and if you like the, the, the actual definition is ignorance of divine things, skotas. So the more we're into light, the more you're walking in light, the more you're filled up with light, right, the more darkness has to leave. This is, this is a simple math equation. So you want darkness to flee? Get filled up with light. And it's not even, like, you don't even have to work for that. Like, I'm saying, sit at his feet. <laughs> have faith to believe. Fill up with light by by believing, and darkness will flee. But you got to be prepared to receive it because he's ready to do something new. And if you're not ready to receive it, man, you can't, you can't do it till you receive it. Oh, man. I'm all over the place right now, so you guys just bear with me. 1 Peter 2, 9 through 10. It says, but you are God's chosen treasure, priests who are kings. A spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. And now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that, the, so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. So he did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. For at one time, you were not God's people, but now you are. At one time, you knew nothing of God's mercy because you hadn't received it yet, but now you are drenched with it. He said, now that I have drenched you with my mercy and my grace, you're supposed to go broadcast it through a frequency out to the entire world. You're not supposed to sit on it and be thankful. He said, broadcast it. Go tell people how good I am. Don't walk around and tap people on the shoulder and tell them they're sinning. They don't care. If they cared, they wouldn't be sinning. Just tap them on the shoulder and tell them how much you love them. How much God loves them. Let him do the rest. <laughs> Man. religion. I'm telling you, I'd go right back into religion. religion, made it impossible to please God. But he wants to be pleasing to us. He wants to love us. So I just want to help you this morning so you don't have to toil through that stuff. So you don't have to work for this stuff. Understand how much he loves you and that you're righteous. Just understand that. And when you do that, things start happening. Things start moving in your life. So in other words, let me, let me put it this way. I'm not saying, because faith without works is dead. We know the verse. So if you are full of faith and you believe, that means you believe you're light. That means you believe you're righteous. Right? There will be works coming out of you. It's hard to walk in a place when you're light and darkness not flee. Those are works. So all that stuff you see, you're going, to, you're going to want to love people. You're going to want to bless people. You're going to want to be nice to people. Those are works that come out of faith. But if you're walking around and you're blessing people and trying to be nice to people um, and doing all these things, but you have no relationship with him, that's dead. You can't earn that. That's works. That's works. Works aren't going to get you any closer to them. You've got to remember this. This is like, I didn't hear this when I was growing up. This is good stuff. You know, you don't need to go around and start the 21-day plan on how to figure out how to get God to love you. And if people that are lost and you come meet them and they're in darkness and, and they just feel the love on you, you don't have to sit there and try to explain to them This is what you need to do so you can come to our church. No. Let him feel the love of God. He'll take care of the rest. I'm telling you. Man. He's doing something new. I'm telling you, he's trying to shift this. He's trying to shift it into culture. He's trying to shift it. There's pockets of light all over the place. We see him. He's trying to connect them all. Because if enough people start understanding who they are, this thing will light up fast. It's like coals, little hot coals all over the place. You breathe on it the right way, that thing ignites. And you can't stop it. So Romans 4. I know I put this scripture in here for some reason. We'll figure it out as I read it. Romans 4, 1 through 3 and 13 through 17 is how it works sometimes. Romans 4 says, Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. What did he discover about being made right with God? If his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about. But that was not God's way. For the scriptures tell us Abraham believed God and God counted, counted him as righteous because of his faith. Because of his faith. Faith alone, not his works. So you don't have to do anything else. You got to believe. Jump down to 13. It says clearly God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was based not on his obedience to God's law, but on a right relationship with God that comes by faith. So if God promises, if God's promise is only for those who obey the law, then faith is not necessary. And the promise is pointless. For the law always brings punishment on those who try to obey it. The only way to avoid breaking the law is to have no law to break. Think about that. Because <laughs> the law says you, you, you either do it all or none. And there's like 613 of those or more. Every one of them. Go ahead, I'm just going to challenge you to go read about all the laws. There's a lot of them. So if you miss one, you're done. <laughs> Man, I like grace so much better. I don't know about you, but, but the laws, I don't want the law, I want the grace. And here's the thing, it doesn't mean that you don't obey. It doesn't mean there's like this freedom to go out and sin and stuff. That's not what that means. What it means is you're so changed on the inside because of his grace and his love that, that you can't identify with it anymore. You're like, why did that thought pop in my head? Gone. I mean, that's how it works. So, so you, you no longer have to worry about those things. Get so filled up with him that there's no room for anything else. That's how that works. Does not remove the law? What it says is, look, you, you'll start, you, watch how you start obeying the law when you don't even think about it when you're filled up with my love. You shouldn't, be, you shouldn't be out there struggling to do these things. I'll go on to 16. It says, so the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift. And we're all certain to receive it, whether or not we live according to the law of Moses. If we have faith like Abraham's. So for Abraham is the father of all who believe. That is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happens because... Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. I like that. There it says, and we are all certain to receive it. What are we going to receive? It is given as a free gift. So we receive his grace, his mercy. Whether or not we live, we receive his salvation. Whether or not we live according to the law of Moses. If we have faith like Abraham's. takes faith it takes believing not struggling so quit trying to strive to be righteous i will tell you this you can become more aware of your righteousness study read the word pray understand that stuff you'll become so aware of who you are it's going to change everything you won't be able to stop it you'll wonder what's going on where everywhere you go things are happening why because you're studying and you're doing what you're doing But he says, you don't need that to be saved. He says, you don't have to do that. You don't need that to be righteous. You can't earn it. It's unmerited grace. It means you can't earn it. (laughs) It means you did nothing for it. But believe and have faith. And I don't know why we're talking about this today, but this is what he wants me to talk about, so let's keep rolling. Uh, Example, uh, Adulterous woman. Um, John, let's go to John 8, four eleven. John 8, 4-11. says, teacher, they said to Jesus, this is the Pharisees and everybody's bringing you know, people to Jesus. They said, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her, what do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something. They could use against him, but Jesus stooped down and wrote in dust. In the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer, so he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stooped up, stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I. Go, sin no more. What I love about that whole thing is it goes right back to the top where it says, the law of Moses said stone her. I don't follow the law of Moses. I follow the law of God. Because that was true. They weren't lying. The law of Moses said stone her. And if if Jesus has to follow everything his dad says, then why didn't Jesus stone her? Because it was the law of Moses, not his father. Because like I said before, he's coming back to change our perspective of who the father is. He goes, my father doesn't want to stone her. My father wants to love her. Oh, man, this could go deep right now. They don't understand who father is. They have not seen his face. But Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He actually says that nobody's seen the Father. But he goes, I've seen the Father. In fact, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So therefore, if you've looked at Jesus, and if you've watched Jesus' character, then you've seen the Father. Jesus is the exact replica of his Father. That's who he is. So if you've got a question of how God is, just like Jesus. You don't have God sitting up there with a big gavel saying, you know, Jesus better defend you and the devil better, you know, come at you harder and he's waiting for somebody to win. He said, no. This is my son. And Jesus said, that's my dad. And guess what? I look just like him. I'm a junior. (laughs) We're twinsies. We're twinsies. And here's the thing. All she had to do was believe. She didn't do anything. She believed and had faith. And she was healed. Right? That's it. And and when you hear this, sin no more. Sin no more wasn't the slap on the hand. Sin no more. It was, hey, I just empowered you. Sin no more. You don't have to sin anymore. Because now you are so full of me because you look me in the eyes. That's what he said. You looked me in the eyes. You saw my face. You saw my eyes probably welling up with tears as I'm speaking to you. And he goes, because of that, you're not going to sin no more. (laughs) He didn't say, don't go sin. Because I'll come back even harder. He said, sin no more. And she walked out free and righteous. She didn't do anything. She just received it. So don't focus on the law, focus on love. I'm telling you, works, works will give you knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and awareness, and faith will give you rest, identity, inheritance, wholeness, and freedom. You need to understand that. You want freedom? It's faith, not works. Like I said before, faith will, you know, works will make you aware of what you're capable of. But faith gives you the ability to operate as a son or a daughter. The ability comes out of faith, not works. Hmm. Works, works make you, you know, they let you understand what you're capable of, though. So there's nothing wrong with works. When I read the Bible, I'm like, whoo, like, I like this stuff. Like, I want to be like that guy. Like, I want to see people raised from the dead. So, works, reading the Bible, I'm like, yes, I expect that. When I pray for people, I expect miracles. Why? Because it's in the Bible. (laughs) You can do it. If you have faith, you can do it. He'll work right through you. That's the faith that I want. And I get that through reading. But, man, my faith is what allows me to do it. Just believe in God, you're going to use me today. Just walk in somewhere and say, Lord, use me today. Let me change somebody's life today. Lord, use me to do that. Let me be part of that. And it's kind of fun when you walk in the place pretty brave. <laughs> there's something, there's something fun about that. My wife always says I walk into Walmart looking for people. I am. I'm like, woohoo, something's gonna happen today. <laughs> you feel bad when you walk up and go, I don't know, but I'm supposed to pray for you. Hang on one second. But I walk in looking for that stuff. Like, I'm like, come on, baby, give me a chance, Lord. I'm fired up. Mm, that's an everyday thing. When you start acting like that and thinking like that, darkness can't even. Look, it doesn't like be in the same room. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> they see you coming from the parking lot.
4: <sighs>
3: All right. So remember, Jesus did die for our sins, but I believe he also came to show us the actual love of his Father. He says, I, I truly want to show you how much. He wanted to change our perspective of who the Father was. And I'll give you all the scripture here. So, Jesus, um, let's go to Hebrews 1 3. I don't even know if I gave you that, but Hebrews 1 3 says, The Son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command when he had cleansed us from our sin he sat down in place of honor at the right hand of the majestic god in heaven so he says the Son radiates god's own glory and expresses the very character of god so jesus is the expressed image of god it's in scripture like i said jesus said if you see me you've seen the father john fourteen nine says jesus replied have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? I love that. I, I just like Jesus' attitude right there. I don't know about you, but it made me feel totally different about myself. Like I can have an attitude. Like how many times are you going to ask me to show you? <laughs> Come on. So God said, you got it all wrong. I'm going to send my son. He's going to show you who I am. So what I love about that is as Jesus was, Father is. As Jesus was, Father is. If you can remember that, then you can go back and read the Gospels. You can read the stories and go, man, Jesus was so awesome. That's how Father is. He's no different than that. So everything you've heard about how bad he is and how much he wants to Tear us apart? It's not true, man. I think it's raining, so you guys don't want to go nowhere. Thank you, Jesus. Been praying about that all day. Woo-hoo! Come on, we can give it up for Jesus now. Ain't nobody bringing an umbrella.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, let it run.
3: <laughs> Looks like we're stuck here for a little bit. All right, let's go to Romans five one. <laughs> oh man, Romans 5:1 says our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us and he now declares us flawless in his eyes. This means we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God, all because of what our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, has done for us. Our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us. Hmm. So our faith guarantees us permanent access into a marvelous kindness that has given us a perfect relationship with God. What incredible joy bursts forth within us as we keep on celebrating our hope of experiencing God's glory. I don't know if you caught that, but our faith guarantees us permanent access into His marvelous kindness. Permanent access into His kindness. Man, if I want anybody's kindness, it's his, and I want it permanent. Because <laughs> I, I might have a bad attitude one morning. It doesn't happen too often. But I want his kindness during that moment. <laughs> Man. So righteousness is being in a proper relationship with God. We've heard this before where we said it's in the right standing with God. I think I shared that last week, too. Um, Bibles will translate it that way. But if you're in right standing with God, then How can God be in right standing with himself? Because he's righteous. So if God's righteous, so he's in right standing with God? (laughs) That's why I don't like that definition. Right? Don't like it. But I do like understanding that righteousness means we have that right relationship. This scripture here says you have the right relationship. So what's the right relationship with him? Father and son father and daughter not untouchable unreachable God so when you walk as a son or daughter and he is your father there's a different relationship there like you can crawl up in his lap and you can cry and he'll cuddle you he might correct you dads do that sometimes right (laughs) here's the thing when you get classified as a son or daughter You start becoming aware of an inheritance. That's powerful. The inheritance is what it's all about, y'all. Like like you're now a, a, when you're a prince or princess, there's an inheritance. There's a kingdom. See, I'm talking kingdom-mindedness now. I'm talking talking his kingdom come, his will be done on earth, and because you're his son or daughter, you have full access authority in that realm. You just got to grab it. You just got to believe it. Have faith enough to believe in that. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's raining. <laughs> we'll sit here for a second. You'll start seeing the puddle back here. That's just one of the roof repairs we're making with Hartford House. Just letting you know, fixing the roof, Hartford the House. There's, there's going to be a leak back here. He's just trying to help you all with that, in case you were giving towards the roof. It's real. (laughs) Oh, man. So here's the thing. He did die, like I said, pay the price of our sin. But he also came because he wanted to resurrect something inside of you. He came. He wanted to resurrect the feeling of a father. And I don't know who in here hasn't felt the love of a father. So some of you are confused right now. Because you're like, I, you say love of a father, but I don't know what that is. I'm just telling you it's good. You're going to have to trust me on this one. He loves you, and he came to show that to you. He came to, There's a resurrection that's happening inside of you today. Hopefully, there's something stirring up inside of you today. Hopefully, your heart's skipping a couple beats today, and you're like, you know what? I've been waiting to hear that my whole life. I've been waiting to operate in a freedom my whole life, understanding that I don't have to earn my way to him. I don't want to be on my deathbed going, did I do enough, Lord, to get in? That, that, I don't want that part. And you shouldn't be there. You should realize that you've done enough by going, I believe. You should never be worried. Never be worried about that because you can't do enough. You can just believe enough. Man. So his resurrection is her resurrection. Oh, man, I'm telling you. You can come up. Where's Monica? I'm going to give you a good heads up. Is she still here? She told me to tell her. There you go. Come on up. You know, let it rain. Just start belting that one out. (laughs) Mama Rachel's like, I don't know if I know that one. (laughs) You don't have to. You're good. I just want to close out. Come on. He don't want you going nowhere. I think I'm just going to start talking. Come on. All right. It's going to get real now. We're just going to read out of the Bible. Lord you know what I'm just gonna I'll share one more parable with you that you know about I'm not gonna read it verbatim I'm just gonna because I believe this is what I'm feeling on my heart is that some of you have run away some of you have left and you feel like you spent your inheritance and it's the, the parable of the prodigal son And if you didn't run, some of you think that you're not the runner, so you're good. But you don't realize that the other son was just as lost. The son that stayed, the son that did everything his daddy told him to do, the son that followed every rule that he was supposed to follow, still didn't know he could inherit something. He still, he didn't even know that he could actually ask for something. Think about it. The, the one son goes away and says, dad, can I have my money? And actually he gives them both their money. So the word says they both got it. But the one son went away and he wasted everything he had. He was all tore up. He was smelly. He was, he was actually working in pig pens. He was eating pig food. And he comes crawling back to his dad. His dad stopped him before he could even tell him, tell his dad how bad he was. His dad didn't even want to hear it come out of his mouth because that's not who he was. That's how he was identifying. He says, no, he stopped him. He shushed him. He says, don't tell me what you think you are. Let me tell you what I think you are. He brought him a robe and he brought him a ring. And that's what he's telling you this morning is he, look, you are a son or daughter, It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter any of that stuff. He goes, you didn't lose anything. You might not have enjoyed your last walk. But he goes, I'm ready to to just let you know how much I love you. But the other son, this is what I was getting to. The other son was there all along. And the other son didn't even know. Like his dad said, let's throw a party. Let's go get the, 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 the fatted, was it lamb or calf? I don't know. He says, go get the big steak. The other son was like, well, where's my steak? And he was right. He was right. Because he was sitting there. He goes, I've done everything. I followed every rule. I didn't leave. I've worked my tail off. Where's my party? And his dad said, you could have had it the whole time. But you didn't realize who you were the entire time. You're a prince. You're sitting in my house. It's all yours. I gave you your inheritance. It was all yours the whole time, and you haven't done nothing with it. So both of them, it's not one prodigal son. It's a story of an amazing, loving father. A father that will forgive you through anything you've ever done. A father that will wrap you up in his arms and bring you home. He doesn't want to hear how bad your your day's been. He just wants you to hear how powerful and how beautiful you are to him so I believe he wanted you to hear that this morning I believe some of you feel like you're the the one that left and some of you have been sitting around going it just don't make any sense because I've been little miss goody two shoes doing everything right and they're getting more of a party than I am both mindsets are wrong you have the same father and he loves you both the same and you both deserve a party And he's always going to be there with you. He's never going to leave you. never going to forsake you. all you have to do is have faith enough to receive that this morning. You have to have faith enough to walk into that and just say, Lord, love me. (laughs) And he's like, I already do. Faith enough to let him wrap his arms around you. So quit running. Quit making excuses. And just surrender to him. Because as soon as you surrender to him, it's instant righteousness. You understand that? And if you don't know him, if you've never had a relationship with him and everybody, what I've been talking about, you're kind of like, yeah, I'm in church for the first time in a long time and I've not heard it that way. And if that's you, let me tell you, it's this easy. You just believe. You believe. And when you believe in him, you'll feel it in your heart. And that's instant righteousness right there. You don't have to do anything else. And I know that's hard to believe, but that's where it starts for you. When that happens, light starts just turning. Light starts glowing. It's funny how fast your life can be twisted and turned and shaped into something so powerful. And it doesn't matter how bad you had it the day before. Because he said, as soon as you surrender it to me, man, I'm going to start working it. I'm going to start plugging it in, and you're going to get power inside of you. And the faster you say yes, the faster you can start doing all the stuff he wants you to do. The faster you get to walk in and change atmospheres and stir the wind. Here's the thing. You're supposed to make a difference. You're supposed to change a generation. If not you, who? If not you, who? There's so many people that you reach that I don't even know. That's how powerful this room is right now. I don't even know all the equations. I didn't look any of this up. But I know that you got a ring of people around you. And I've got a ring of people around me. And I don't know your ring. And you don't know my ring. But if we all get on the same light and the same frequency, man, we'll light this place up. And you'll start seeing something change. You'll start seeing heartbeats beating together. People speaking the same language. Speaking father, speaking son. That's powerful stuff. But it starts with you. It starts with you accepting that. And then we'll go change the world together. You guys good with that? Yeah. Come on. You guys get something out of today? Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Kev, where you at? I don't know where he went. He probably went to get pizza again. <laughs> I'm going to turn it over to Kevin. I want Kevin to close us out today and do what Kevin does best. Um, which is everything. I love you, brother.
5: Y'all give it up for Pastor DJ. Hey, listen, as we get ready to end the service and get ready to go, I want to invite you all to uh, just to finish worshiping with us, with your tithes, your offering, whatever God puts on your heart. As you leave today, there'll be ushers, and uh, you can go ahead and drop off whatever you'd like. If you'd like to worship with us, then please do. Uh, One one last thing, and then I'll let you go, I promise. I know the rain's over. You guys are excited to <laughs> have fun. Uh, one thing that really st- uh, stood out to me that Pastor DJ said this morning was, don't quit. You know, he heard something in his spirit, the Holy Spirit speaking to him, and, it, and the Holy Spirit was telling him, don't quit. You know, 1 Corinthians 13, 8 says, love never fails. Jesus is love, and Jesus never fails, and he doesn't quit. He's not quitting on you. He's not quitting on your friends. He's not quitting on your loved ones, your family members. Those who haven't been in church in years, he's not quitting on them either. So you don't quit. As we go out, like Pastor DJ said, to change our environment and to be the light, remember this, do not quit. Jesus isn't quitting, and we're not either. Go ahead and stand to your feet as we get ready to dismiss, and I'm going to go into a time of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this day. Thank you for this time that we've come to be here freely and to just worship you and to thank you and to remember your sacrifice and to remember that you're alive and that you're living and that you're amazing and you're a powerful God. God, we just thank you this morning. God, we love you because you first loved us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God, We ask right now in the name of Jesus, as we go out, that you will be with us, that you will send your angels to be all around us. God, that you will clear up this weather, Father, in Jesus' name, that you will be with us and take us safely home, that you will be with our family members and our households, God, as we travel uh, this morning and the rest of the afternoon. God, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. I love you guys. God bless you. Have an awesome day today. Also, if anybody needs prayer, the the, prayer team will be up here in the front. We love you guys.